anyway hey look oh silence what is happening so i have an announcement to make now that we're recording is that i have a new chair (laughs) which means you won't have to listen to that squeaking anymore what how will people know what podcast they're listening to well if you if you uh view us like you do your marvel marvel <laughs> movies and wait all the way to the end you may hear something squeaking at the end now you'll have a nostalgia next to it uh it'll be only uh something that the old timers know about where that originated from and you'll look back on these past episodes the hardcore with fun. The, yeah the hardcore they, they'll know they'll know yeah. Damn. Yeah, no more no more squeaking i, I assembled it today all right that's cool that's awesome so you're driving today because I don't have uh, I don't have anything prepared. I have topics, but it's one of those days. So the responsibility is just like it's overwhelming sometimes. Um, what to start with? What to start with? Um, you hear a little cooing. It's because I'm I'm holding my newborn baby. While well, I'm let recording. me see, man. What do you mean? I, I'm not I'm not pricking her up because uh, if I do, then she'll wake up, and this will be all for naught. There's no, there's no way to get through this if she wakes up. So. <laughs> So, but you can see the straps. You can see um, that's a that's a baby Bjorn. Uh, we're not wow. visual, unfortunately. Okay. We're strictly listen, strictly audio. So we podcast. traded my chair for your baby. That's right. So yeah, but I think trade. I, yeah, but yeah, I, exactly. I think that the listeners will enjoy the subtle, the little hint of a coup. It's out. like <laughs> it's like the 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 faint sound of a thunderstorm in the background. Exactly, exactly. It's that that ASMR baby baby squeals <laughs> or baby coos, baby coos ASMR Maybe onto something. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, except for like they all like, uh, yeah, yeah, for the audio. Yeah, yeah, I might be onto something for the audio. Um, the I wanted to start with Elon. No, no, Elon's second. I got a, I got a wolf update. Oh, we got a, <laughs> you have a sequence, you have an order. Don't go, I, got a, don't... I got a wolf update, everyone. <laughs> so you're doing the two things that you told me never to talk about again Elon <laughs> and wolves. I'm in charge, I do what I want. I do what I want. I'm in charge. Not so easy, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry for the listener feedback of no more wolves, but this is this is this is crazy. I I mean I feel like I'm. It's like a Real Housewives kind of saga going on right here. You, like if you extrapolated the wolf story, you you would think it was like uh, some sort of made for TV drama with how dramatic the and like the ebbs and flows of what's going on with these gray wolves out in the Midwest. So. Recent article, uh, Wisconsin hunters break wolf kill quota in first season after Trump lifted protections. Should I go on? <laughs> That's pretty. <laughs> I know, I mean, right? How crazy is that? We, and it we goes just back... talked about how the how the restrictions were just lifted. And then this is the first article. Wait, let me give you half the article and then we can uh, we can debrief. But a what little, is it about? I mean, about. so wait, yeah. is, is that for sport or again, defending? Hold on. All right. All right. Hold on. Here we go. So. Uh, Wisconsin's Department of Natural Resources abruptly ended the state's first wolf hunting season since 2014 after hunters exceeded the quota of wolves they were allowed to kill in all six of the state's management zones. The the AP reported hunters killed 53% more wolves than allowed in the first 72 hours of a season that was supposed to last a week. It was the first wolf hunting season after former President Trump uh, removed the animal from the endangered species list. Uh, the Department of Natural Resource said that 178 wolves were killed, exceeding the set amount of 119 wolves. That number is expected to go up as hunters have 24 hours to report their kills. 
I don't mean to laugh, but like the absurdity. It's just, it's, it's just, it's it such like a, sick. It, it sounds it, sick. I know it sounds farcical. It's as if someone, yeah, it's as if we made it up just to, to um, sort of exemplify what could happen when an animal is removed off the endangered species list too soon. It's and, a sarcastic uh, answer yes, exactly. to, to, to this all. And yeah. I don't, so I listened to everything you said. I didn't hear whether or not this mm -hmm. was for sport. I'll get to the last. So I'm not. Yeah, the there's one quote actually. It's uh. Let's see here. Sen oh, there's that coup. Okay. So Center for Biological Diversity called the hunt a reckless slaughter after learning that the quota was exceeded in the first three days. Uh, those who wanted the hunt said that a hunt was necessary because wolves go after their livestock and pets. Yeah, I <laughs> you mean. So so it's not that they're standing on the border of their property and and just kind of mowing no. them down. They're they're no. seeking them. No, they're, they're going seeking. out and, and yeah, hunting. Absolutely. With reckless you know, abandon. It's it's embarrassing. Yeah. Because because you know what it is? I'm not I don't live out there and so I don't know the trials and tribulations of mm. managing nature, you know, right, the wilderness right. in that way. So I don't right. want to take away from any kind of uh hardships that they're falling on trying to raise livestock and stuff, but surely there there has to be a balance and if you respect biodiversity you understand that you know we, we do share this ecosystem with other apex predators uh that do serve a purpose and also they're living they you know they, they are living things so I, I i mean so okay i'm a farmer or whatever it may be a rancher uh and i have livestock or pets Let's just say I have a personal connection to this scenario because uh, one of them were killed uh, by a wolf, allegedly, or I saw it with my own eyes. And I guess you you want to go out and, and make sure that doesn't happen again. And so is the mindset, I'm going to go out tomorrow and every single thing, I'm going to do my best to find one and every one of those that I find, I'm going to kill. Or do you kill one and you're like, all right, uh, you know, time to go home. And there were just that many of the hunters. There's just that many ranchers. And I guess that's what it is in my head. Was it yeah. just a lot of ranchers that were like, I need to go protect myself. So I'm going to go out and get one of these guys. Or was it a few ranchers who just like had a field day with these, with these wolves? Uh, I don't know. Do you hear, do you hear what I'm saying? No, I, yeah. I, there's I, a difference I hear there, what you're saying. I, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think you're making a good, I think you're doing a good job of trying to, um interject some logic into what's going on out there and look i i agree with you right we're city slickers and we're not on the frontiers we're not uh you know i can uh, just to add in another scenario because i, I want to get back to what you're saying but you you're right i mean i don't know what it's like to uh have a ranch that is, that is out in the middle of nowhere knowing that uh the only person that can protect my uh basically my livelihood is myself and the government just arbitrarily is like well uh wolves are now allowed to be in your property in your area and there's not much you could do about it right so from that point of view i i could see that argument that sometimes gets made about the powerlessness of like how these guys don't feel uh like there's a balance between their rights and then the and the way that the federal government operates uh especially in these these no man land uh you know areas of our of our country but uh, but on the con <laughs> but on the converse, this feels very much uh, almost like a Hatfields and McCoys situation here, where it's more like the trauma of having lived and having grown up with like their grandpappy telling them about the horrors of wolves and not having lived with this for so long, and then 
all of a sudden it's it just feels more of like uh we have to get these critters because we've heard horror stories more than wolves have actively been engaging and and, and eating away at livestock out there because if that's the thing there's no report it doesn't look like they've even had a chance because they were just removed. There's not much. Well, so that, but that's what I'm getting at. On, and, 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 yeah. and with the two things, right? So how many wolves did you say died? Hundred and there were uh, 178 wolves were killed. Okay. They, so but the amount was 119. So yeah. yeah all right. All right. But for 178, I guess my yeah. my question is, were there 178 hunters, or were there 20 hunters? They killed 178 wolves. I mean, let's. You know I what mean, I mean. I know those are the extremes, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. was it just a bunch of hunters had the same idea? Uh, a bunch of ranchers had the same idea to protect themselves, and there was just too many of them, and maybe they did not restrict the licenses to hunt wolves appropriately, if that's even a thing, and maybe it should be if it isn't. Um, or did or did uh, a few just completely blow their quota? They knew that they could only, you know, if there's so many X amount of licenses and there's X amount of wolves you're allowed to kill, then, you know, at least to start, they should say, okay, hunter, between this first month of season, you can only hunt so many. I'm not a hunting expert. I have no idea how these things work, but there should be some type of throttling of the quota and not just literally open season, but maybe that's exactly what that term means um, on these wolves. Because yeah. that, that not happen. I mean, if you don't, if you have, if you're allowed to meet that quota, if you know that you had that many licenses to hunt and you're allowed to meet that quota on day one, then you have no way of throttling back once the quota is met. It, it, yeah. You can't blame anyone. How's anyone supposed to know? Is there like a, um, a Hunger Games like thing in the sky where you see like how many wolves are left? You're, you're right. Exactly. I mean, it, realistically it's probably it was probably numerous hunters there's probably more than just 20 guys being able to hunt down nearly 200 wolves but you're right exactly <laughs> i mean that, i mean yeah <laughs> the idea the idea of a hunger <laughs> there's someone who's taking tally and every time a wolf gets every time a wolf dies someone's shooting up a flare gun and then there's like this board that gets uh that gets <laughs> updated somewhere back at headquarters i mean i mean look Anyone who's into animal rights, here's the thing: we're on your side. We're not trying to make light of it. We're, we're. I think we're more shocked and taken back at how, how wrong wanna, this went and how quickly. This I want to believe we're not this horrible. I, that's what yeah. I'm trying to. I am trying to. Yeah. I, you know, it's my nature to always play devil's advocate first, regardless of what I feel. I want to understand the other side. I have an impulsive judgment, but I want to try and understand the other side as much and as quickly as possible before that judgment becomes firm. Um, and when you read this story, I was repulsed because it's sad. Any loss of life on this scale for no apparent reason, no, um, no defensive action for an imminent threat. It's more just proactive slaughter. So in like minority report style. So like we prevent a crime. Um, I, I can't, I'm having a hard time getting behind that. And so I want to I want to think that it was just a lack of coordination and communication coordination in that, you know, you have so many hunters going out all at once with no real concept for the mm. quota that they as an individual have. Right. And then no, no communication saying, all right, we're, we're tagging these animals. Like, I don't know if the wolves are tagged, but the heartbeat mm -hmm. stopped on this wolf, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. wolf number four is dead. Um, and now the tally is, you know, I'm thinking like Independence Day, I keep bringing up all these movie references, but Independence Day, and we're attacking the alien ship, and then all our fighters are disappearing from the screen. Like, where are right, the, right. once the wolves the, uh, all disappear, the Doppler, like, right, like, <laughs> should, they're on Doppler radar, the 
Shit, like, all the screens are an alien. All the heart monitors are going down when yeah. when the people are dying. Yeah, like like exactly. What, yeah. How are we? Tr- how do you monitor? Because now we have so many. We have our firepower and I guess our way of getting out into the wilderness, our vehicles and stuff. We have so much capability to to manhandle these wolves. How are we like? I, mean, I want to yeah. and throttling. Right. Well, I just want to interject a little bit because I think I think even if we were to just to discuss the way in which they were allowed to hunt, because in the article and again, you know, this isn't front page news. Not everybody is talking about what's going on here. I feel like I'm one of the only people who's keeping tabs on this saga. But to your point, I care about biodiversity. I don't agree with this. It says in the article, hunters were allowed to use traps, hunt at night and use dogs to track and kill the wolves. The the hunting at night, anytime you're allowed to hunt at night, especially a non-nocturnal animal, I can only imagine that they were they were basically scoping out uh, wolf dens or something like that and getting them while they're sleeping. Are they not? Are they not nocturnal? I don't. I don't know. No, I thought hunts. No, hunts. Wolves. Wolves are. I mean, the are wolves. Yeah, check that out. But I. Nocturnal. I feel like I've watched enough National Geographic to see wolves hunting in the day. Wolves are nocturnal. Oh, they are nocturnal. Uh, they will hunt for food at night and sleep during the day. I thought so because I, I picture in my head just like a cat, the eyes glowing in the darkness, um, and that ability to see at night okay. Um, okay. would, to me, say that it, at least they're night friendly. All right, so at least they went after them while they were while they were awake. Fine. Sorry, so I it's almost unfair that. to hunt them during I retract the day. I retract, <laughs> I retract it. I retract my my previous assertions on the on the subject. Fine. Oh, that's fine. Uh, who knows, right? I mean, who knows? But, but I, yeah, you know, for the listeners, I have the be- the luxury of buying my meat and dairy products and stuff in a store. Um, so I don't want to like sit in an ivory tower and say, you know, killing animals is bad. But um, I, I don't support the unnecessary killing. And I guess that's kind of where my question is: is that what? how exactly are these hunts conducted and how are they managed? And it's fair. Maybe they're, maybe they're not managed and conducted um, to a standard that an animal lover would want to if they had to accept the fact that the animals were going to be hunted in the first place. So I would um, definitely support any type of research and investment um, from a tax dollar perspective to, to improve that if it is like a necessary evil. And maybe that's a strong phrase to use, but um, if, if it was necessary, because it's just, that shouldn't happen. That's, that's kind of, oh, man, that's tough. I don't know. What else you got? Right, so it's terrible situation. Um, <laughs> how do you segue out of it? I don't know. We already e- did. Eli. Okay. Fine. <laughs> okay. I'll just, I'll just go back to your, I'll just start it. Yeah. All right. Right. So the next topic of, of conversation, uh, cool story, uh, SpaceX moon mission to take eight people further than any human has ever gone from earth. Did you hear about this story? So wait, is this the. The Chinese billionaire? Yes. No, Japanese. Uh, Japanese. Yusaku uh, Maezawa. Um, I think I did okay with that, but uh, that was okay. the best. Uh, all right. So what do I got for my highlights? 2023, uh, will civilians fly around the moon for the first time? According to Japanese entrepreneur, Yusu- uh, Yusaku Maezawa, the answer is yes. He's bankrolling bankroll- the Dear Moon mission, which is intended to take a group of eight people to the moon on SpaceX's still in development Starship 
and loop around Earth's natural satellite on a six-day mission. What do you think? I uh, so <laughs> so I remember I read this yeah. article very very quickly, and mm-hmm. it was actually on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had two requirements. I think. Yes, good. All right. Maezawa so outlines two key criteria for the civilian passengers. Sounded absolutely okay. ridiculous. I want to know what they repeat them for. Look, everyone. look, the article says and this is uh, I think this is out of the AP. Yeah, I can't remember, but it says these seem fairly flexible too. Whatever activity you are into, this is uh, this is um, Maezawa talking. Whatever activity you are into, by going to space, I hope that you can push its envelope to help other people and greater society in some way. You have to be willing and able to support other crew members who share similar aspirations. Those are the two requirements. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I feel like it's so open to interpretation. It's so vague on purpose it's, that he it's gets a, to pick whoever he wants. Yeah, basically. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not like, oh, you're the best at this thing. Like, no, it's like if I, you know, if you're my friend or I like you or something, you can go. There is a, I don't think it's in this article, but there was uh, he did attempt a game show at one point where he was trying to take it was like a, oh oh no it is here the billionaire entrepreneur had also begun to develop a matchmaking tv show around finding a girlfriend he could take to the moon on the mission but Maezawa canceled the project shortly after its announcement let so, me guess the two things that he was looking for in a girl <laughs> yeah, now we know what's going on okay i got it <laughs> well you know i mean uh yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if he if he had done that, that probably would have been the greatest length a man has ever gone to in order to secure uh, companionship, uh, actually bankrolling a, a flight to space. So there is something to be said for that. It's it, like it, what, it like a bachelor. Down. It's like eight contestants in outer space. Kind of is. It kind of yeah, is. It, it kind of is. So hold on. So I'm going to I'm going to continue with this. Uh, I'm going to go to Elon here, uh, who is who's quite happy with this partnership and uh, says Musk says he's highly confident that Starship will have Did he reached... will find somebody. Yeah, <laughs> he's saying he that the starship will have reached orbit many, many times before 2023, uh, and that it will be safe enough for human transport by the time mission uh, by the by the time the mission is scheduled to launch. Yeah, he has to say uh, that because yeah, of course, well, of his landings yeah, have, exactly. have exploded. So well, he's why you why are you gonna dude? Don't bury the lead. Don't bury. I mean, not bury the lead. Don't don't uh. Talking uh, about Elon and SpaceX, that's the thing that's happening. I know that right is now. the he thing everyone knows about. All okay. the stuff. Okay, so all the starships okay, and they keep so. exploding. It's like a Michael Bay film every time it happens. So I was going to go to the second article that just came up. So this article was uh, was released around uh, late February, and uh, and then two days ago, uh, SpaceX Mars rocket prototype explodes, but this time it lands first. So I just thought it was it was kind of funny that that article came out, and then the week after another rocket exploded <laughs> so, yeah you know, it's uh it, it it's actually i'm gonna say i love watching the spacex rockets land mm-hmm. i think it's one of the coolest things in the world it looks like a movie and it's mm-hmm. actually happening um the last one that i saw i think was the one that you just described where it landed finally it landed yes. Yes. but then it exploded a few seconds later yeah um so it's getting better and I mean, we all know that he's going to probably most likely. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Yeah. It's I mean, yeah, that's not a question. So what does he have till 2023? Yeah, sure till 2023. He'll figure it out by the end of the year. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to just be cynical about Elon or you want to just take shots at him because he's so such a ridiculous human being, 
uh, it is funny to, you know, the fact that he keeps talking about his rockets are going, you know, going all these places and yet they explode every other week. But that being said, that's kind of how the, that's, you know, what is it? You can't uh, make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. I mean, it's to be expected when you're, you're doing eggs. something. Deranged Did you billions. see the thing? I don't know if it's true. Um, it's one of those like headline type things and I just didn't have time to read it. But he, just, you know, those like robot rover type things, those like dog looking drones. Do you know what I'm talking about? The ones that they, landed, wait, the ones that we've landed on. Uh, no, no, they, they like, they look like a dog in a yeah. way where like their body and they got the, the, the four legs that are like dog legs and they run and it's like usually like military use or some type of company, tech company um, releases promotional videos on them. Uh, apparently like he uses those to inspect the wreckage. Um, which I thought was like interesting. I thought it was cool. I'm like, wow, that's cool. And I'm like, is that needed? Like, is there something there that's like hazardous where it could like blow up and hurt someone? Because obviously wreckage gets explored and you never hear about anyone getting hurt. Not to say that that means it doesn't ever happen. But it, I, I guess my head was going like, is this just like an eccentric expense or does he actually need these drone rovers to go inspect the wreckage? Is, like, is that actually useful? Do you know what I mean? It's not like doing anything. It's um, he he's using them to to I guess inspect stuff, but they can't. They're not retrieving. They're just kind of observing. And I guess my question is: Is it like actually serving a purpose, or is it like him with a brand new toy? Uh, according well, according to the um, according to the article that was talking about the latest explosion, the rocket didn't technically explode until they'd already begun um, recovery processes. So uh, it is necessary to have those automated robots engage uh, the, the, uh, in that process. Or are you, are you talking about it's after they explode that he, that he puts those out there? The way in which I did not read the article, the way in which I interpreted the headline and the photo was that it was observing the wreckage. It was it, after it exploded, uh, it went. And now, now that you say that, I may have not seen the final or the latest rocket launch because the video that I saw showed it landing. And then I don't know if the video was played at a higher speed, but it looked like, you know, maybe five, 10 seconds fine. Then it exploded. It only wasn't like afterwards or anything. So I don't know. Okay. So what they were saying is the, um, a few minutes. So this one first landed and then started to tilt. And then they said a few minutes later after SpaceX began its recovery operations of the vehicle. Oh, no, actually, uh, after SpaceX began its recovery operations of the vehicle and had concluded its video feed, video cameras operated by the website, NASA Spaceflight captured an explosion that sent the rocket on an unplanned second hop and then disintegrating into, uh, in flames. Is that what you saw? No. Yeah, so this is different then. Yeah. So maybe you do need the drones. So you're saying that the rocket landed, people went over there, did whatever they needed to do, and then like overnight this thing just exploded? No, this is this isn't the you you said that you thought it was the the, the next night. No, it's 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 a few minutes after. Well, you know what? The timeline here doesn't they don't account for exactly when um, they began recovery, but I mean, it's after they stopped recording. I'm, I'm going to assume that they didn't continue recording the space, the, uh, the ship after it landed for a full 24 hours. So, it, I mean, I was assuming this is pretty close after the video I saw, unless yeah. the video was sped up, 
mm-hmm. the ship landed yes and then it exploded but it landed and then it exploded now unless that was like you know 10 times the speed mm-hmm. and i just didn't see the little people run in and run out mm-hmm. um and well, again i, mean, I, again, like I, I, I think i think that's the i mean that's the thing we probably need to qualify but i i don't think that they the recovery operations it doesn't say here that it was any physical people i'm, I'm assuming that they put in some sort of robots at this point because all right so then hats off elon that's pretty cool it's it's beyond the cool factor of you know you using uh, a drone dog to go sniff out the wreck it it serves a purpose and keeps people safe i just want one (laughs) so so that's the elon watch uh for this week i have one other topic that i think we can cover before we have to skedaddles and it is an interesting one because it's it's not um I don't think this is this isn't recent. I just was uh, I was having this conversation about um, light travel, uh, the speed of light, like traveling at the speed of light. And uh, it was in a conversation with another thing that we probably should cover uh, at a later date. But there's been sort of um, movement on the theory of warp drives. And uh, and we've like kind of made we made a leap as to now we think scientists at least believe creating a warp drive is inevitable and will happen at some point in our like in our history like in terms of mankind's future um it's still demonstrably uh how do you say like not possible because i think we need it's like we'll get into it but it's like you need like the mass of jupiter essentially in order to actually do it but that that's a lot closer than well no we were i would, I would say oh. you need the density that's there you Jupiter. go. Sorry, density. Oh, so density. you are aware of this? Okay, yeah. So we could talk about that at another at another point. But uh, well, this, no, I'm not. Uh, I, I saw the. Uh, I saw again. I saw the headline of the article, and I think they had a an image mm-hmm. of like some like donut looking shaped thing yes. that was like yes. tilted on the plane where That's one correct. side was sunken and the other. Yeah. But I did not read the article. Um, I don't even know if I saved it to be honest with you. But I'm aware that what warp space time. And, and what, what dictates the amount of gravity is the density of the object, not necessarily just the sheer size of it. Right. Like neutron stars and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super small, but they're so dense. Man, so, yeah, look at be- you. Look at you. He's pulling this. He's got no notes. He's just like, this is just stuff I know. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so what I so, do with my time. So, so, so this is the article. I just, so we, I was talking about that and I just wanted to look up. Uh, I just got kind of, I, I fell into like a, um, uh, a black hole of like information black hole of information regarding space and and light and 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 traveling at the speed of light and then there was this article that said science explained how could the diameter of the universe exceed its age and i was like oh that that's that's kind of interesting so i've never repeat let's slow that down yeah 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 say that one more again how can this how can the what the diameter of the universe exceed its age because the universe is uh what do we got here it's like 13.8 billion light years old but it's like, actually, well, I could just read the article because I think that, that the, the rate the of expansion is. is known then, right? Like, so by the rate, the, oh, by wow. what we understand the rate of expansion to be. Yes, what we understand the rate of expansion for the, what is it? The not knowable universe or the, the observable universe. Observable universe, yes. yeah. It's the observable universe. So, all right. So, I mean, the article is relatively short, but I thought it was a cool point to kind of just talk about. And I wanted to get your, uh, your thoughts on it. So uh, the article goes, the speed of light is one of the most important and fundamental properties of our universe. It's used to measure distances for interplanetary communication and in various mathematical calculation. And that's just the start of it. As you can imagine, some confusion arises when one considers the fact that the universe is not 13.8 billion light years across, a number that corresponds with the age of the universe. 
By current estimates, it's actually quite a bit larger with an estimated diameter of some 93 billion light years. And that's just what we could see. What we can't see may go on forever. So how can the universe be 93 billion light years wide if it's only 13.8 billion years old and nothing can travel faster than the speed of light or faster than light? The confusion stems from a basic misinterpretation of relative, uh, relativity, relativity itself. You see, the theory states that objects cannot travel faster than the speed of light through space-time. It doesn't, however, place any limits on space-time itself. And then there's just one last paragraph here, uh, which, yeah, let me do that, then I'll get your thoughts. Essentially, the galaxies themselves and any other objects in space aren't breaking any laws because they aren't traveling through space faster than light, at least not in the traditional sense. Rather, every portion of space is expanding and stretching. It's not even that the edges are flying outward, but that space-time itself, the area between galaxies, stars, planets, you and I, is stretching. In short, space-time is expanding and pushing matter apart. Matter is not really traveling through space-time. I did, I did not... I never thought about it before. So that's yeah. that's the funny thing about that. But well, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on it? So I mean, I I mean, I am not a scientist, but I, I do read a lot of this type of stuff because it's super fascinating. Are you and saying I you're probably, not an astrophysicist? You're just no, an but I, and okay. I probably grasp like a, a yeah. fraction of it yeah. all. Mm -hmm. But what I've always wondered, and you know, we talk about space time in our observable universe. And then when you think about things like, well, what's beyond the borders, if there are borders, as you just read, right, maybe it goes on forever. Infinity is kind of um, a hard concept to grasp. But then if there are borders, that means there's something on the other side of that border. Is this void, I'll, for lack of a better word, that space-time is growing inside of, is that space-time? And if it isn't, then is that why space-time is allowed to exceed the speed of light? Because it's 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 operating in a space that is not space-time which is dictated by those laws of physics so yes, okay. I, okay yeah i think you went a little bit beyond but that that's an interesting question in and of itself all right yeah go on Sorry but that's but that's off. that's me trying to wrap my head around you know what what geniuses are saying so to mm -hmm. your point um space-time itself is not dictated by the limitations of the speed of light sure yeah. I, I don't know all that stuff off the top of my head but yeah, that yeah. makes you know if there are if there's a mathematical equation that can prove the point then who am i to say like no um it makes sense it makes sense because we obviously are faced with this um seem seeming paradox for the layman of how can it be wider than it is old mm -hmm. uh and that would that would probably prove the point i yeah i i, I mean that your your thoughts i think are are, are definitely spot on um i was it, i guess i guess to me it just not that it floored me, but I actually, I just, I don't know. To me, it just feels, it just seemed like such an amazing idea for some reason. I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is really a plebeian idea and it's not, it's not that uh, fascinating, but to me, I just, I kept thinking of like, all right, how do I bring this down into sort of my layman terms of how, of like thinking about how this is working. And I was like, I was thinking about, all right, if you spilled milk, right. And that milk starts expanding on, on the floor because naturally it's going to expand. But then you would throw in like a, uh, a paper boat, a tiny little paper boat. Right. And then you were to push it. Then naturally the milk is going to expand. Or even faster. another liquid or even a thicker liquid that doesn't expand as quickly. Thicker, exactly. Yeah. And the, but the but the boat is going to travel slower than the milk is able to expand. I was like, I can't I I just the idea of putting that together and then thinking about the universe in that way. I was like, wow, that's a. I just think it's such an amazing 
space idea. time right i still don't understand i don't know if i ever will i don't know if i have the mind for it but mm-hmm. the idea of what space time actually means in the mm-hmm. way that it's like this fabric and the way that it be, can be contorted and warped um i don't it, it's it just blows my mind. It blows my mind. And I go down rabbit holes, thinking about this stuff. I read books on it um, and listen to these people speak. And then I turn on the TV and we're like talking about, I don't know, do do wind turbines cause cancer? Um, Like the stuff that like is consuming the mass, Mm -hmm. the masses here. And then you have like a segment of the population who are just First of all, accomplishing amazing things and then mm-hmm. theorizing about mind-blowing things. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that's why I'm always harping on education because mm-hmm. it's like, what what are we doing? Like, can you imagine if it wasn't just if we weren't so reliant on the select few, but like billions of us were thinking in this way? What if everyone had these types of conversations instead of being consumed with like pop culture or whatever it may be not saying that it's you shouldn't be but yeah these conversations are not normal right like i don't get to have these conversations with everybody um and i love that you bring it up um it's just that man can you imagine if this is like normal to talk about yeah i mean look i don't want to disparage anyone's hobbies i mean i think that there's room for both but you're right i mean i think the 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 the, when you're expanding your mind and and I think I'm not using there's better vocabulary for this because I'm not I don't mean it so literally as like expanding one's horizons or mind, but it's more of like uh it's that critical thinking aspect that I harp about. Like you harp about education and I usually talk about, well, is it really the education or is it just the ability to think critically, right? Where you're trying to just, just an, get your an, head that's, around that's a result, right? Theory. That's right. like a, well, an output of education. I and mean, yes and no. I mean that I I feel like yeah. I sure, mean, you can yeah. get it on your own and you know, in, in, in some way, or it can well, be can have uh, it's different yeah it's a, it's a type of it's a way of thinking about things not necessarily you memorizing come out of the womb critically thinking yeah. and and i think there's probably natural talent but i think you also mm-hmm. need to coach to some degree to refine oh, absolutely it. no no and I mean, yeah. and you can get that outside of uh, a standard academic environment but yes. you know, we can also just instill yeah. that in a standardized way mm-hmm. i think yeah. um but i'm not disparaging anybody's hobbies yeah. i got hobbies as well but what i'm saying is Mm -hmm. it should be common there are common things that people talk about people that are not that are not um entertainment or sport Mm -hmm. oriented Mm -hmm. but rarely is it this type of stem conversation and if we could just work this into our culture where it was normal first of all we'd we'd appreciate it and and support it and understand the benefits of of doing those things to our culture and society and our advancement and progression and all that. But it would just be, I don't know what to say. I I really don't. It would just be, it would, yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like well, I feel like we could go into a bit of a tangent here, and I'm I'm trying to actually resist doing so because I feel like it's a it's something for a larger conversation and it's something we should probably get back to, because um, again, we're not education professionals, so I you know I don't want to ascribe to a, like what is the best type of education, you know, we're we're just talking about it from the observable universe, like what we observe in terms of like what we're interested in and, and how many things are just out there. They're just so much bigger than a lot of the quote unquote petty stuff that we get bogged down, uh, get bogged down in, in our everyday lives in terms of like, yeah, the everyday as well as like our politics and what have you. Uh, so it's, that's the thing. It's nice. That's why we add science to the podcast so that we're not just getting lost into like the petty squabbles of, uh, you know, of bills and, and whatever the hell is going on on the Hill. 
Uh, you know, we want to open ourselves up and say, hey, look, out there in the universe, regardless of what happens on this planet, the universe is expanding, <laughs> is getting everything is getting further away. And people are making amazing steps to uh, to get us out there and, and to and to and to, uh, you know, bring some, you know, something back for for us, uh, for us uh, plebs in the uh, on the uh, terrestrial plane. So. Yeah. But who knows what it means? I mean, I think of either Greeks. There aren't they the ones that came up with like the idea of an atom? Is that right? I feel like. Oh, why wow, you put me on the spot? Why are you making this bad for me? Um, I'm trying you have to a think. classical education, and I feel I like do. you would know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking. But isn't it? But so my point is, is that Alexander might have. I mean, I think I don't think it's in the sense. I think you're right, though. Uh, yeah, keep going. I'll just. I'll so just my, my idea is quick. like they came up with this idea of atoms, but they had no idea what an atom is. And look at all the things that the understanding of an atom has given us. It's giving us all of our tech um, that we have that I'm sure the, the ancients and antiquity could have never dreamed of. And we're talking here about space time. And I wonder if it's something very similar. It's probably it's probably a horrible example. It's probably way more extreme. Um, but imagine us talking about space time and then someone who truly understands it in the future, what that would mean for their civilization and their and their tech. I, that's kind of where I, 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 I like gets me excited. I, I dream about, but know that we'll never get there in my lifetime. But that's why I think focusing on these things, working them into the culture is so important. And it is worth harping on over and over because people should. Um, be interested in it. it doesn't mean they need to be consumed in a sports or entertainment way but it should be something that everyone is familiar with I, i'm curious how many people you could poll and say space time tell me something about it and, and if they could mm -hmm. but did you find out anything no you're right i mean it's uh it, yeah pre-socratic atomism yeah um I'm not going to get into it because it's a little too complicated uh, for just like a two minute ending segment. Uh, but yes, atoms were uh, discussed in the, by the pre-Socratics, uh, which are the philosophers that predate uh, Socrates. Greek philosophers. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So anything else? I think that's it for now. I think that's it. I mean, we, we got a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in the world. So let me we, get this straight. We covered yeah. three topics. We covered Two three. of them are things that you promised <laughs> yes. never to talk about again. Ever. You already broke one of those promises on, I think, a previous episode <laughs> where did. you brought up wolves again. You should just title this episode Broken Promises. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. The name of this episode, everyone, is Broken Promises. We're, we have never, this is the first time in the history of our podcasting, have come up with a, a podcast name in mid-episode or in the episode. But the ep name of this episode is Broken Promises. Okay. Uh, but the wolves are important and people got to know that's the thing. No one's paying attention to it. And we, we got to know these things. And this is happening on, in our own country. This is a fight between ranchers in the Midwest and 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 uh, and, and and PETA and the and the endangered species list. And basically, anyone who cares about biodiversity and and uh, and all that. Do you think it's stuff. like a regional thing, though, like in the way that you brought it up and we're like, mm -hmm. no one's talking about this. No one here is talking about this. You're right. People it over there be. are talking about. No, this? you're right. It could be. It could be. Well, let's just say that then it's not national because we're not talking about this in all quarters of the of our uh, of the of the country, but we should be. So. So, yeah. Anyway, Jamie, where can they find us at Retraction Media on Twitter? Hit us up. Let us know if we got something wrong and we might make a retraction. And retraction out. Thank you.